Welcome to the Derailed Podcast. My name's Sam and I'm your host and let's get right into it. Hey guys and welcome back to the Derailed Podcast. So in today's episode, I actually wasn't going to talk about this just yet. Um, I was going to postpone this. However, there's been some interesting thing that came up in the news in the last couple of days, everything that's gone on um, regarding this. So I think it's a good time to talk about it. Um, and bring that thing that's been brought up in the news, especially as a positive, um, following everything that I'm going to talk about, hopefully it gets used in the right term. So what I'm talking about specifically is the mental health system, more so the budgets from the government and how they've been utilized or have been so or haven't been utilized. If you want to look at it from that perspective, so on and so forth. Um, so this episode, I've got a lot of stats to go into. Um, which I will just cover shortly. Uh, so I am reading pretty much directly off of a script for this one. Then I'll go into talking about um, some personal experiences with the system and then some other people's experiences without mentioning their names. And then I'll just finish off with the positive note, um, obviously with the announcement that's just been made. And then I'll just continue talking from there. So what I'm talking about is the mental health system, which I've already said. So, all right. So across the globe, every year we see a huge jump in suicide rates. This is a very, very well-known fact. Um, I think the current stat, there's a suicide every 40 seconds globally. Okay. So in, in Australia, in 2015, Australia had 12.6 suicides per 100,000 people. The ABS or the Australian Bureau of Statistics showed that 3,027 deaths by suicide occurred in 2015, which equates to eight deaths by suicide every day in Australia. This article states that it is also believed to have significantly larger amount of deaths by suicide each year. However, many deaths of the kind would not be registered for. Furthermore, in Australia, suicide rates in men is three times higher than that in women. Now, before I go any further than that, I'm not trying to say that women don't struggle. Um... Because we all have our struggles. I know of a lot of females who struggle with mental health. Um, regardless, that's not what I'm saying at all. It's just in general, in terms of stats, the suicide rate in men is three times higher currently than that of what it is in women. Okay, so why do I think that is? Well, I think we are all very well aware of the stigma that um, is around or based around men and, and talking up regarding with how they feel. So the stigma of being men needing to toughen up instead of speaking up. And quite honestly, I fucking hate it. If you've listened to my podcast, you would know I've spoken up about my experiences. I always try and speak up when I'm in a bad headspace, you know, and I encourage that massively throughout all of my platforms um, because it is so important. So, yeah. Furthermore to the, the stats, so it is expected by 2030, so only 10 years away, the suicide death rate of those calculated anyway will go from 3,000 in 2015 to 4,500 in 2030, which is a huge issue. If you don't see that as a huge issue, what's wrong with you? So why am I talking about this? All right, so I specifically want to look at the mental health system and the structure in terms of the budgets within our government to a certain extent. Now, I'm not going to go into a full budget breakdown of this because I'm just, it's not worth it. But I'm, there's just a key things specifically that I want to talk about in terms of the facts, particularly 
which will cover South Australia particularly. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll get started with this one. So <clears throat> in 2019, the budget draft came in April from the federal government, which is the heads of Australia. And what I'll be talking about is the proposed mental health budget briefly and some facts from that. And then I'll talk about what came about in June just before the budget was finalized. But first, um, yeah, well, not but first, I've already spoken about the, the mental health and depression and the, the stats of all of that. Also, I want to make note that the mental health system doesn't purely cover depression, those with depression. There's all kinds of sort, sorts of mental health and they're all issues. They all need to be dealt with differently, um, which is something that I'm going to talk about at the end of this or further through this, um, specifically when it comes to my personal experiences or other people's personal experiences. So let's talk about the, the, the budget. So the Australian government in April 2019 released news of $1 billion funding boost to the mental health system. Mental health and suicide prevention were set to receive $737 million of that boost. So that's a fucking very large amount of money, um, particularly out of the $1 billion, that's you know nearly three-thirds of that, or three-quarters of that, sorry. Um, the money was set to go into many of the different organisations within the mental health system, $111 million to which was being given to Headspace to build 30 new centres, 145 total centres, um, which will give them, sorry, 145 total centres by 2021, so next year. That's a huge increase of, of facilities within the next year. $152 million was going to be spent to reduce waiting times in centres, and I think also that would probably cover waiting time to be seen um, just obviously on waiting lists and things along those lines as well. $110 million was to continue early psychosis youth program at 14 of the centres. Um, so 14 of the uh, Headspace centres does a, a psychos an early psychosis youth program. So that was going to obviously be continued and more budgets would go into that. So over the next three years alone, Headspace was meant to receive $373 million in the next three years. Furthermore, $5.2 million um, was to tackle the highest suicide rate in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities, and two million of which, uh, sorry, two million, is also to go into a Young Ambassadors for Mental Health program. Now, I hadn't heard much of this program. However, I did have a friend, or do have a friend, that was involved in this program. So essentially, what that is is, you know, someone like myself would be a Young Ambassador, and then we would take time or volunteer time to go and speak with uh, youth that are struggling with mental health, uh, things along those lines. I think it's actually a great little program. Um, something that I'll probably do a little bit more research on and seeing if I can get involved with it because um, obviously I want to impact those who are going through tough times, obviously, which is kind of the reason behind this podcast as well. But I think, you know, that, that program in itself, because a lot of people, youth especially, would find more use of talking and opening up to people their age than that of a, a mental health professional or like a, a psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever. Okay, so the budgets and the numbers that I just read were based off of an Australian government article. Although I have not gone into the entire budget, a certain amount will come across um, state funding with each individual state having a set amount of funding um, or however it all works. I don't entirely know, but obviously each state will have a certain amount of budget to put into um, mental health systems, health systems, education systems, whatever, so on and so forth. So now, specifically... I'm going to talk about the South Australia, and this is where this is where I see this as a huge issue, considering the amount that the federal government 
um, put into the mental health system. So South Australia state government and the funding as of July 1st, 2019, cut $6.8 million out of the centre, uh, South Australia's mental health services. These funds were set to go to psychological rehab and support services, which is supported by NDIS, which is the National Disability Insurance Scheme under the Commonwealth. A direct quote coming from this article, when fully implemented, this cut will create savings to the SA Department of Health and well-being will be around $6.8 million. But the losses of this um, and the, the people who will be like will be struggling the most with this cut will be those who are the most vulnerable within South Australia. Not just people, but families as well. So to sum that up, $6.8 million was removed from the state budget um, within South Australia for the mental health system. Okay, so to further talk about this, because that statement alone makes me angry. Um, so... Yeah, let, let's just say that's that's a huge amount. Um, and when I talk about my experiences shortly, you'll notice um, the differences from my experiences prior to last year to the help that I received last year um, in general. So now to skip some of the other stuff within the written article, the Labor Party had hoped that these budget changes didn't occur. However, Liberals had made the cuts to a system that is already hugely struggling to keep up with the need of Australians or South Australians in need. So essentially, the the mental health system is now or has received these budget cuts from where we were at. Um, and the, the required uh, need of these systems, even prior to these budget cuts, were already unmet in South Australia. And I have no doubt, even if they were boosted, they would already be massively unmet in Australia. It's, you know, I, I think... Mental health, and I will talk about this shortly, mental health is massively, massively pushed aside and not by everyone, but it's it's just horrible. Um, <clears throat> so many people I know and help with mental health situations, I strongly believe these cuts have caused huge issues or even big issues to the system that is already struggling. So let's talk why I believe that and my experiences with the system. Okay, so as I said earlier, if you listen to my other podcasts, you would know, and I'm very open and honest about my experiences with, with depression, with anxiety, um, my suicide thoughts, the attempts that I've wanted to go through. Even now, like, I'm not suicidal right now, but I think everyone can vouch for the fact that we're all going through a really difficult time right now with finances, with um, work, with the coronavirus. Like, everything is really, really negative at the moment. So I think... We can all speak up and say that, you know, we're, we're not doing okay. If you're doing okay, you're either like loaded or you've been hoarding food for whatever. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a very, very difficult time. But so, yeah, as I said, I've spoken about my, my previous experiences in other podcasts. But what I haven't really spoken about is the differences that I've had in my experiences. So that's what I'm going to talk about now. See, I've been seeing psychologists and professionals since I was 15 or 16. Um, and I stopped last year. Uh, I will start seeing them again. I have no doubt in that um, just because it's needed whenever it's needed. And I'm in the process of sorting that kind of thing out. But right now I'm doing pretty well. But yeah, so I'm going to talk about my experiences. So again, there's from and also with the people that I'm talking about in terms of their experiences, they're remaining anonymous. But there's some some people have had really, really good experiences. 
Um, but in the, in the terms of the budget cuts, I'm going to focus on the bad experiences and why this is an issue. So last year, especially, I noticed a very, very big difference in the way my sessions went specifically, and even not just the sessions, how they went more so the way that I was treated. Now, I'm not saying this to discredit any professionals that are in the industry, because I know people that work in the industry. Um, and I think, honestly, the people that work in the industry or in the health system in general, you know, in hospitals or whatever, are everyday heroes. Honestly, they don't get given enough credit, particularly at the moment with everything that's going on with this coronavirus or whatever. You know, they definitely do not be given, they do not get given rather enough credit. Okay, so the first thing that I noticed last year, my so my sessions were originally, this was always the case, between 60 and 90 minutes long. So an hour to an hour and a half. And this was purely depending how I was feeling. So if I was in a really, really bad state of mind and I had more to talk about, they'd push close to 90 minutes. If I was doing all right, um, or like, you know, when I say doing all right, if I was in a better space, they'd go anywhere between 50 and 60 or that point roughly. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, my sessions at, the, at before last year were at that point. So what I noticed, the first thing that I noticed with all of my sessions was that they were cut below not 30 minutes. So literally anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour difference instantly. And this all happened after this budget was put in place within South Australia, so the new financial year, which we're obviously still still in. Furthermore, to the, the time limit of the sessions being cut in half, if not more, my sessions seem to be rushed as well. Um, and I'm not saying like with the way that I was talking or the way they were talking to me, but instead of me being given advice or the tools needed or recommended ways for me to cope through what I was going through, it was more of a vent session. And what I mean by that is I literally go there, I'd talk for 30 minutes about what I was going through or how I was feeling, and then the session would end at 30 minutes, and then I'd be like, all right, I've got to leave. Session's up. Now, even in the sessions where I said I wanted to take my own life, this is what happened. There was no recording. There was nothing like that done. And it was, and again, this isn't discredit to the person that I was seeing because I've been seeing him for ages. This has absolutely no discredit to him, even in the slightest. I think his pricing or um, what's the word? Like his, his salary would have taken a pretty big blow with with the budget cuts. And I know he sees like hundreds of people as well. So yeah. Um, so yeah, 30-minute sessions. So I think the budget cuts, like that massively affected my my appointments. And I, with the experiences that I'm going to talk about in just a sec without mentioning names, um, I think the budget cuts you can see elsewhere with what I'm going to say. So Furthermore, to my experiences, I'm aware of people whose sessions halved in time. So like mine, however, they, their sessions doubled in price. So I'm not mentioning names, but this person's sessions went from 70 to an hour, like for an hour, um, to her sessions being down to half an hour for $150. So that's like a fucking stupid, stupid change. Um, you know, particularly when... You think about a lot of mental mental health or suffering with depression and anxiety or, or whatever the case comes from financials and people not being able to afford certain things. I furthermore know of people who got turned away from doctors or mental health professionals because they 
quote unquote, this is a direct quote that someone said they got told by their doctor, their cases were not serious enough. So basically saying that their mental health issue or the way they were feeling wasn't serious enough to be seen. Now, I heard that and my blood boiled a little bit. <laughs> like when I say a little bit, I mean a lot. That's a fucking horrible thing to know that someone's gone through that. Furthermore, could you imagine how this person felt here being told that from a doctor? That's fucked. That's that's not that's not okay. Furthermore, I know of a lot of people who weren't even attended to when they were put into a mental health institute. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but when they were put into these um, situations, you know, involuntary or not, they weren't even attended to. And if they were attended to, it wasn't by a mental health professional. Now, that's an issue. I don't, like, as much as everyday doctors and nurses and things have a certain level of qualifications, I do not believe that they can help in the right sense in terms of a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Again, speaking from experience, because I've been laughed at by a doctor who I no longer see when I said to him that I needed to get a mental health plan done. This wasn't last year. This was a long time ago. However, yeah, that's it's it's not okay to be seen by someone who isn't a mental health professional if you're struggling and you're wanting to take your own life or whatever it is that you're struggling with. Okay, so... Again, before I continue talking about this, I'm not saying this to bad mouth or bag out those people that work in the mental health industry or those in the health industry. That's not what I'm trying to do at all. Um, as I said, I believe these people are everyday heroes with what's going on, um, what they see, what they face every single day, especially right now, even more so right now. You know, these people are getting put into situations where they're more than likely to get sick with the coronavirus or whatever. Um, so right now, the, these people are so needed within our within our country, um, with, across the world, let alone the country. But however, I'm not so I'm not taking a shot at these people. But what I am taking a shot at is the state government. You know why six point eight million dollars was removed from the funds in a system that is already failing the South Australians. I have no fucking idea. I'm obviously not a politician, <laughs> like whatever the case is. But from my point of view, that's fucking stupid. I mean, I have a lot of people tell me that they noticed the difference in me last year to the difference in me now in terms of just how far I've come. So yeah, like it's just removing that amount of money alone is just a stupid, stupid mistake. Um, you know, the stats say for themselves the, the rate of suicide and how it's going to increase. You know, if the demands are already not being met and this is a known fact, why is money being taken away from the system? I've just given my example with the changes that I had in the time that I needed it the most. You know, and again, as I've always said, I don't think my issues are worse than anyone else's, but for people that like are having a more difficult time or like having really bad thoughts, they need this help more than anything. And even if it's not like for depression, anxiety, like whatever other mental health things are out there, which I know, but I'm not going to like list them off. But, you know, these we need help. If you're struggling with mental health, you need help. And people being turned away isn't a good thing. Like that's that's not good. Particularly in right now, the times of right now with everything that's going on with the coronavirus, and this is what the positive is, which I'm going to talk about in just a sec. So 
with everything that's going on right now, I know for a fact that everyone that I work with or a lot of people that I'm talking to within work, customers or whatever, because I still got my job at, at the minute anyway, <coughs> um, you know, everyone's struggling. I spoke to a truckie uh, at work at, my, at the golf course and he said he's been getting worked like seven days a week. He's tired. He hasn't had any time with his family because the hoarding people are just, you know, fucking like the amount of orders that they have to put through and deliver to these supermarket giants and whatever is just flogging them. And I can imagine it's like that for a lot of industries, you know, the mental health, uh, sorry, the health system and everything like this. Like I used to see this guy every week, this truckie, didn't even know he was a truckie. And then he, um, yeah, he was completely different when I saw him on the weekend. He didn't see him himself. He even said like he was in a really bad space and I just tried to have a chat to him, but he wanted to just go out and play, you know. Um, he wasn't, yeah, he, he said he hadn't seen his family, hadn't seen his kids, all of these kinds of things. And right now, for those that are working still, even those that are not, who don't have a job, you know, Right now, the system needs to be boosted up, which is what I'm about to talk about. But if it's already failing, these budgets, this $6.8 million, even though that doesn't really seem seem like that much when it comes to budgets in general, that should never have been taken away from the mental health system, in my opinion, ever. Um, I'm not saying they should take $6.8 million away from other places. I obviously understand how budgets work and these things. But out of all systems, this one... I disagree with that massively. Again, I'm not a politician, so I'm just speaking purely from my point of view and my experience. Anyway, to talk about the positive, I guess. So with everything that's gone on with the coronavirus, um, obviously the federal government and are doing everything they possibly can to support Australians. You know, the Centrelink things that are going on, even though there's huge issues with that. Um, what else is there? You know, the... The money that um, local businesses are getting, the 1500 bucks a fortnight, all of these kinds of things being put in place. But the best, the biggest thing that I took away, and this is the only reason I'm making this podcast today, and I was going to hold it off completely, but the reason I'm making it is because $1.1 billion is being put into the mental health system from the federal government. Now, whether or not um, this gets used further, Within state governments, I don't know, but for the federal government to, like, so the top of Australia, the federal government to understand that the mental health is a huge issue already and for this to take such a huge toll, for them to be doing that is a huge thing. I see that as a massive positive. I don't know whereabouts the money is being spent. I'm not, I haven't gone and done a full research on that, but the $1.1 billion alone, that's a fucking huge amount. And if spent correctly, I hope it helps the people that need it the most. Um, you know, I think all of Australia, all of the world right now, are all struggling with this. People are being locked, you know, put in isolation, being locked down. Even if you're not in a full lockdown, like I've got friends that are in self-isolation at the moment because they've just gone traveling or whatever. And I, can, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be in complete isolation, not see friends or whatever. Not that I'm going out of my way to have like huge gatherings, but like I go for the exercise that I can do every morning. I see one friend a week if I can. All of these kinds of things. So, you know, to not be able to do that, I can only imagine what my mental health would drop like, let alone anyone else. So 
you know, having the $1.1 billion boost into the mental health system is a huge thing. And I hope, I just hope it goes to the right places in terms of that need it to be able to provide support to South Australians, to Australians. And if other governments across the globe had done the same thing, then I hope it helps anyone who's struggling with their mental health, particularly right now. Okay, so to finish off of this podcast, obviously this is not an easy topic to talk about. It's not an easy topic to take um, a shot at the government about, not that anyone from government's going to hear it anyway, you know, but I think it's important that if you're struggling to get into um, an appointment to see, seek help, reach out to your friends, reach out to your family, reach out to your loved ones, you know, there are people out there more than willing to help. Um, right now, I've probably got more people checking up on me than I've ever had before. And I say that because, you know, gyms are closed. Everyone knows how big of an escape that is for me. Um, beyond that, i am lost 90% of my shifts because I'm only working on weekends. And even that's looking like it's going to go away. I've tried to sort out Centrelink among, among thousands and thousands and thousands of others. And nothing's gone anywhere from it. I've known people that got rejected from these payments from Centrelink, which is just even worse, you know. So right now, um, getting into the mental health system and seeing a professional is going to be really, really difficult. So if you are struggling, um, even if you can't see someone in person, please do not hide yourself and do not hide your feelings um, from everyone around you. You know, as much as people, as much as we can't see each other right now, I can guarantee you people care, you know. If you're struggling and you're listening to this and you want to talk and you're not doing okay, please, please, please reach out. Um, you know, please reach out to me. I'm more than happy to help. I'm more than happy to just let you talk if you don't want my advice. I've got others that are more than happy to help where they can, you know. Um, find ways to lift yourself up, lift your spirits. You know what I mean? So if you've, if you've got, a big backyard and you've got pets, go play with them outside, spend some time in the sun, you know, don't restrict yourself to your room, try and eat healthy where you can, give yourself the best fighting chance to obviously feel as best as you can. And even then, if you're doing all of those things and you're still not, please reach out to someone. Your family wouldn't turn you away. Well, I hope they wouldn't anyway. You know, you've got really close friends. I'm pretty sure everyone's got really close friends. People will have their you know, their partners, their boyfriends, their girlfriends, their wives, their husbands, you know, whatever, however you want to put it, you know, reach out. Do not hide yourself when you're struggling in times like this. Even in general, you shouldn't ever, in my opinion, and I say that so often, but please, you know, don't, don't freak out if people continuously ask how you're going. They're doing it from a place of, you know, from her or a place from which they care from, from the bottom of their heart. And right now I can't express enough that, you know, I just want the best for everyone, even people that I haven't gotten along with or I've recently cut off or whatever. I always want the best for everyone. Um, so, yeah, like I said, if you're struggling, reach out to me, reach out to someone else that you're close with. You know, we're all going to get through this. Um, and the best way to get through this is with each other and together. Um, as a group, as a community, as a country, as a state, however you want to put it, you know, we will get through this. Don't give up. All right. So that's how I'm going to finish off this, um, finish off this podcast, guys. As always, if you've listened to this the whole way, the, um, the full way, thank you very much.
thank you for the support as well. Um, I appreciate it massively. If you want to share this, please go ahead and do. If you share this on um, Instagram, then tag me. It's at Sammy underscore D underscore fitness. Um, tag me in your story. I'm more than happy to chat to you guys if you get, want to give me some um, feedback and constructive criticism. Furthermore to that, you know, if you want to have a chat in general, not even necessarily about things you're struggling with, just in general, let me know. I'm all ears. I'm more than happy to talk. Um, and yeah, if you share this anywhere else, let me know. And if you've got me on that social media platform, then tag me in it as well. And the same thing applies. I'll share it if I, if I can. I appreciate all support. Um, cause yeah, I, that's, this is something that's really, really important to me and yeah. All right guys. So that's going to be the end of this episode. Sorry for it to be a little bit of a miserable note, but I hope you guys can understand the point of view that I'm coming from. Anyway, guys, I will speak to you in the next one. See you later.